Praise the Lord. Let's take our seat in His presence. If you have somebody close to you, just say you are welcome to that person. That the Lord will bless you all. In the name of Jesus Christ. Brian, today I want to talk about the kingdom of God. And I want to be looking at the fact that the kingdom of God is a kingdom of grace and generosity. And my prayer is that that grace will be extended to each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. The grace of God will be extended to us all in the mighty name of Jesus. If you uphold you, he will not let you down. Our God is a generous God. He will be generous to you. He will be generous to your family. In the name of Jesus. He will keep you and uphold you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know when we look at the lost prayer. And one of the things we can pick out from the lost prayer. Is that it's a prayer of all seasons. It's not a prayer that it is never too late to, to pray. Let the kingdom come. is a prayer of all seasons. It is never too late for you to enter into the kingdom of God, to give your life to Christ in some way. You know, it is never too late. So that's that's one of the things that we need to know about lost prayer. Uh, in the text that we read about the young rich ruler, you know, that's something that is very pertinent about that that particular scripture. The Bible says that this young man came to the Lord. You know, he had a desire. He had a desire to, to experience eternal life. And he, he was doing everything he could to get here. When the Lord told him that this is all you need to do, he said, I've been doing this from my youth. I've always been doing that. But yet, when the Lord said, okay, if you have been doing that, I want to go ahead and dispose yourself of all, all that you have. Sell it off and follow me. Lay up treasures for yourself in what? In where? In heaven, basically that's what we're saying. Don't lay up treasure for yourself on earth. Lay up treasure for yourself in heaven. And that was when the problem started. The young man walked away. And my prayer is that none of us walk away from the presence of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, at this point he said, no, I have a limit. Although I, I desired to be part of, to, to experience eternal life. But i rather hold on to what I have here on planet Earth. And that's the challenge many people have today. That is the reason why many are not in Christianity today. If you, if you actually go out to, 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 to speak to many people, you realize that a lot of them actually desire eternal life. But they are so engrossed. They are so much attached to what they have, what they are doing now, that they don't want to leave it. And because they don't want to leave it, they tend to disengage themselves from God. Praise the Lord. And it varies from individual to individuals. You know, there's so many reasons why some people cannot, cannot serve God the way God desires how to serve Him. Some is because of the love of the world. They just enjoy the things that are in the world. And they cannot imagine themselves doing without those things. And because they, they cannot, they cannot do it. They just say, let me just, let me just continue what I'm doing. Some is because of their jobs. Some is even because of sleeping. They can, they enjoy to sleep so much so that on, on Sundays like this, that's the only time I can rest and sleep. Have I invited somebody to church before? And she told me that Sunday is my sleeping time. 
that she needed to sleep on Sunday. And that's why she cannot come to church. So it's that's what she is trading off for coming to the presence of God. And if you look at ourselves, church ourselves, realize that some, so many people have different things what they are trading off that they cannot even uh, give up in order for them to have a closer relationship with God. And when that young man said that, made that statement, and the Lord said, "Well, it is very difficult for people that have uh, 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 their treasure is focused on what they have on heart to enter the kingdom of God." One of these people has asked him, "What we have left her? We have left her. What can we gain for leaving her?" Praise the Lord. As some of us we say, we are we are in the service of, of God. We are doing everything to you know in the service of God. But I want to tell you that there's nothing you have left that can be compared to what our Lord Jesus Christ has left. The Bible says that he did not consider it what? Robbery. He left his throne of grace in heaven and came to heart to relate with me, me and you. He left everything. He said, consider not robbery. So whatever we are doing, whatever we are doing for God, brethren, it is little to what God has done for us. Praise the Lord. No matter what we have left behind, no matter the things that we think that we are we, we are not focusing on because we are actually trying to, to, to get closer to God, it is not compared to what He has done for us. Praise the Lord. But I want us to look at the parable because after that event, the Lord Jesus Christ you know, uh, gave a parable and which is about the kingdom of God. All the parables the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ gave in the scripture, they are actually telling us about the kingdom of God. So if you go look at Matthew chapter 20, and I want us to learn from this particular parable. You know, and that's why I'm saying that the kingdom of God is a kingdom of grace and generosity. You know, it's not about the time you entered. You know, any, every, every time God is constantly looking for opportunity to win more people into his kingdom. Matthew 20, the Bible says from verse 1. So it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a, a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard, and he went out about the third hour, and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard. And whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour. And did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out. And found others standing idle. And said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They said unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, there shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came, that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured 
against the good man of the house, saying, This last have brought but one hour, and that has made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them, and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Does not that agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is thy hand evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. I pray that we be counted among the chosen in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. You know, when I look at this scripture, I I paint a picture in my heart. If you back home in Nigeria, you see where the laborers are gathered. You know, people that go to do uh, work at work sites. You know, on a daily basis, they just come there early in the morning, very early in the morning, six a.m. Sometimes at five a.m. They are there, waiting for people to come and go to work. Call them to come and serve, to come and work at their at their, at their, at their sites. So, it's it's a very common occurrence that we are all used to. But there are a lot of things that we can learn from this picture. If you if you paint that picture in your heart, that's okay. Let's say like a laborers that are in a particular place looking. For opportunity to be hired, and that's how the, the Lord was trying to describe the kingdom of God. That God is constantly looking for people to work, to hire, to work in His kingdom. And the first thing that came to my mind was that He didn't say the householder was went out looking for skilled person. He was not looking for people that has skilled. Laborers are not skilled. Do you understand? They just have the energy to do what? To walk. They don't have a particular skill. They are laborers. Anything you give to them, they will do what? They will do it based on their strength. The householder that was described here was not looking for an skilled man to walk. He was not looking for ready-made people that are already you no. Know, they don't need much things to do to, 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 to do the work. He was looking for a raw material. Praise the Lord. In the kingdom of God, God is not looking for ready-made. He's looking for raw material. People that are ready. To be used anyhow. That God has called me and you into the household of God to do one thing or the other. It's not because we are ready made, it's because we have surrendered ourselves as what as a raw material to be used in the household of God. Praise the Lord. And we need to have that understanding that God is not looking for ready made. So anybody that is available, God wants to use. Praise the Lord. And I, and I wonder, you know, when, when I look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and His ministry, when He started appointing, you no, know, His disciples, 
Why did he start from the Pharisees? People that are already knowledgeable in the word of God. He didn't have to teach them. They already have the scripture. They knew the scripture. He didn't have to teach them anything. But he went looking for example among what? People that have no knowledge. Fishermen. People that do not have the skill. What is required in court for that kind of you know, venture? But he's not looking for ready-made. He's looking for people that have an open heart to work with him at that particular hour. And do you know one thing? If he had selected his disciples among the Pharisees, do you know what they would have said? Well, he has no choice. We are the one that knows the scripture. We are the one that he needs to choose. Why will he get people? We are already learned. We are the one that he has to use. That, that, that will be the response. That we are ready made. But it ignored them. He said, no, it's not about what you know. It's about, are you ready for me to use you? Praise the Lord. So, God can use each and every one of us. And if you look back at our individual life, you realize that where you are coming from, when, what if you said you can be used of God, you say, huh, me? Could I have been used of God? We, have, we all have our, our, our past. Where we are coming from. What we have been through. The life we have lived. How we saw ourselves. In fact, if you look at the scripture, God is not always looking for people that think they are available, they are ready, they are, they are mature, they can do it. When called God called Gideon, Gideon talked talk about him. He said, I am not what? Nobody. I am a nobody. Saul, he said, I'm the least. My family is the least in Israel. That's what the Bible says that the one that humble himself, he what? He will what? He will lift up. So he was not looking for skilled people. He was looking for laborers, people that are ready to work. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we need to have that understanding. You know, when I look at myself, you know, when I when I when I became a worker in the church, you know, I was looking for a role where I can hide myself. That if they if they if they, if they I want to walk, but I don't want to be seen. I want to hide because I cannot face the crowd. That was that was why I see myself, saw myself. I want to just hide. Now, when they when they made me worker, you know, in those days, you don't tell your pastor where you want to walk. It's where <laughs> pastor would say he need, have a need. That he put you. Me that was trying to hide. You know where they put me? Choir. Can you hide? You cannot hide in the choir. You just have to stand up. And people have to see you. Praise the Lord. And I thank God I was the choir for a while because I don't know what my, what my singing would look like now if I've not been in the choir at all. 
praise the Lord. Eh? <laughs> praise God. But what I'm trying to stress here is that God is looking for a raw material. That God has, has found you and me faithful enough today to have a role to play in the house of God is not because we have a special skill that cannot find another person. As I said before, he could have chosen the Pharisee, but he went for fishermen. He went for nobodies. He made him somebody. God will make us somebody in his vineyard in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. That's why in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26 to 31. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 31. Bible says, For ye see, calling, brethren, are there not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised are God chosen here and things which are not to bring to not things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that gloried, let him glory in what? In the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I also always ask myself this question. Am I a raw material? Or do I think I'm skilled? It's because of my skill that God has found it faithful for me to work in his vineyard. And I see myself as a raw material, brethren. It is important for us to see ourselves that way. Because God told Jeremiah, look at Jeremiah, let's look at it, Jeremiah 18. This, this is the way God wants to see us. And it, when we see ourselves that way, then you can, He can use us for anything. Jeremiah 18. From verse 1 to 6. So the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. So go down to the potter's house. And there we cause thee to hear my words. And I pray that somebody will hear the word of God today in the name of Jesus Christ. So then I went down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrote a work on the priest. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. Unless you are ready to be to be not for God to deal with you anyhow. You are not ready for God. He said the mortar in the potter's house and marry him anyhow. So so he and the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. I seemed good to the potter to make it. I seemed good. Not for the, it is not the it's not the pot that dictates to the potter how he wants to look like. It is the person that decides for the pot. This is the way I want it to look like. Praise the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Said the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the, hands, in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. So if you want to really walk with God, brethren, there's a lot of work to be done for us in this land. 
we need to see ourselves as raw material. And God will see us that way as well. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. So it's important for us to, to have that understanding that we are raw materials in His hand. And He can use us anyhow. And the Lord will find us faithful to be used in His vineyard in the name of Jesus Christ. Another thing I want us to note about the fact that, you know, about that, that parable was the fact that it is one thing for laborers to go out in the morning seeking opportunity to be engaged for that day to work in the site. It is another thing for them to see somebody to call them to engage them. But some will go early in the morning from 5 a.m. Nobody may call them through her that day. It is not that they have not made themselves available, but for that day, they have not just been Christian. You know, that grace has not been released to them to be engaged. Praise the Lord. So, that we are engaged in the house of God, it's not just because we have made ourselves available. It's because grace has been extended unto us. And I pray that grace will not be withdrawn from each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It is very important for us to understand that. That's what I was saying in the book of Romans 9, 16. He said, it is not of him that will it, nor of him that what? Run it. But of God that showeth mercy. Desire is there. There are so many people that, that, that are looking for opportunity to serve God. So many. I'm sharing this because this is a family. You know, we are we are growing as a church. And the Lord Almighty will find us faithful in the name of Jesus Christ. In the book of Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. It's not only about working in the house of God, it's about salvation as well. Many are looking for people to be saved. They are not saved. Many are. You know, they, you know, I just I remember before I gave my life to Christ, you know, there are a lot of questions that are going through my mind about salvation. A lot of questions. But until I have that encounter, I was not able to answer that question. Praise the Lord. Not many people are, 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 are curious about God. They want to know more about God. But they've not, they've not had the opportunity you and me have to have an encounter with God, to know the, the true God. As a young lad, I was taught in my primary school about God, about creation. You know what you are doing? Is it BRK or what? Those days. BK. You know, you are taught about creation. And that was the first time I heard about creation. And I was curious as a young man, say, so if God created everything, who born God? You know, I was curious. I want to know why, how did God come about? But do you know that even up to now, there are many people that see asking that, asking that question. They don't have answer to it. But that you and me are saved today is because the grace of God has been extended unto us. And I pray once again that grace will not be withdrawn. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Ephesians 2 8 to 10. Ephesians 2 8 to 10. The Bible says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. 
and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man do what should boast. So, for we are his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. We are saved by grace. Praise the Lord. And I pray again that the grace of God will not be withdrawn from us. In the name of Jesus. Another thing we can learn from that scripture, that parable, the salvation is not time-bound, but grace-bound. It's not time-bound. The Bible says it was going out every hour. It was going out, seeking opportunity to see new people to be saved. Seeking opportunity to, to be called into the, to the kingdom of God. And the Lord is doing, still doing the same thing now. Is still doing the same thing now. God is still looking out for people that He wants to bring to His kingdom. And He rely on each and every one of us to do our parts. You know, we have been saved so that we may save, you know, you know, extend that grace to others you know, by reaching out to them. Praise the Lord. The reason why God, why God has saved us is because He wants us to reach out to others as well. So that was why the man was going out every hour to bring them to the kingdom. And you know, when the time came for for them to be rewarded, the Bible says that the ones that were were, were, were caught last, they were the first that were given the penny. And this is what I will give to you. And the people that were called from the first hour, they were excited. In that spirit man, <laughs> if they could give this man this people one penny, that means that there will be increment for us because we have been here since morning. They were excited, praise the Lord. But they were surprised when the master came and said, This is your penny, and they became disturbed. How can he give us a penny? These people came last hour and they were given a penny. How can they give us a penny? Brethren, we are all going to the same place. We are. Heaven. Heaven is our goal. If you give your life to Christ as early as 10 years old, and I have an encounter with the Lord on my sick bed, and I have true salvation. Where am I going? Heaven. Praise the Lord. Remember the thief on the side of the Lord Jesus Christ when he was being crucified. At the point of death, at the point of death, salvation was extended to him. At the point of death, he received his salvation. Tonight, you will sit with me. Praise the Lord. So it's not about when. Don't think about how long you have been there. And it's not particularly when, when we come to the household of God. When, when, when we are serving God as, as workers in the household of God. This, this becomes more and more pronounced among workers. We have to be very careful about it. God is not interested on when 
God is interested in what He wants you to do at that particular hour. You cannot say because you are you you became a worker because for somebody and it's, no 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 no. That Gio used to share share his testimony with us, you know, and a lot of people left the church because of him because they were his Sunday school teacher and he became the Gio. When I was leaving Doha, the brother was I, I handed over to. You know, he joined the church about three years. I don't know. Did you did you meet him in Doha? Okay, about three years into the time the church started, there were people that were in the church that were there from the beginning. Higher than but God is saying this is this are not the people that move the church forward. This is the person that God has brought to continue the work. And we handed over to him, and God, church is growing on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. It's not about the word of God, the flesh. It's the work of God. So these people are using that flesh and say, How can he give them a penny? He gave us a penny. We expect to get more than them. Brethren, our goal is heaven. And we should be happy for every soul that is saved to the Lord Almighty. Let us not be like that man Jonah. Jonah, God told him, Go to Nineveh. Reach out to the people of Nineveh. He initially refused to go because he felt that the people of Nineveh did not deserve to be saved. They deserve to die in their sin. He judged them. That is the word. He judged them. As many of us are judging people today. We look at and say, this one, now hair fire. You know? But let's extend. Is, we, we, we talk about Jonah a lot, but we know we are not. We are not. We don't know that we are Jonah-like in our attitude sometimes. Did this one? No, no. But even when, when God dealt with Jonah and he said, "Okay, let me go to let me go to Nineveh, take me out of the of the belly of the fish," he brought him out. He went to Nineveh. God prospered the work there. And the minute they gave the letter to Christ, to, to the Lord, what happened? He was unhappy. <laughs> he was unhappy. So he actually went there, not with the intention that they will, not, they will receive the salvation, but he just wanted them to just satisfy God. But when they received salvation, Bible say that he became unhappy. Say, what? How, how could God allow these people to be saved? Praise the Lord. And I want to challenge each and every one of us. Let's go out there and reach out to souls. Don't worry if they say no to you. You will, you will realize that there's somebody, there's somebody out there that is be seeking an answer that your word may be the answer is looking for. Your word may be the answer. Don't be surprised that you will see people that are fully grown in this part of the world. They have never opened the Bible for one day. For one day, they don't know what is there. There was time, sometime, some years back, I was watching uh, this program on TV on, in the UK. Who wants to be a millionaire? And they asked a simple question for one of the participants. So, where, which scripture, which which book is the first book of the Bible? <laughs> An adult. 
which is the first book of the Bible? That was the question. It's supposed to be the first question. No, the first question is the cheap questions. And it was blank. It was blank. It does not know which book is the first book of the Bible. Because he has never been exposed to it. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So we should be we should, we should, we should be conscious of the fact that the kingdom of God, you know, God is constantly recruiting into it, and we have a role to play. See, every year I was going out, and at the end of the day, give everybody the reward. I, I pray that we not miss our appointment with the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The last thing I want to say about that scripture is that anybody can hire a laborer. Hello? Anybody can hire a laborer. And if I look at it, the context of the kingdom of God, if God did not or do not call somebody in, who we call him in? The devil. As long as you are available and you are not engaged, as long as people are out there on the streets and they are not taught about the Lord, and the Lord has not brought them into his world, the devil will engage them. The devil will engage them. You and me have the role to hide to bring them into the fold of God so that they will not be engaged by the devil. We were at the dropping center last week and you can see what the devil has done to the life of men. He has destroyed many lives. Many of them have aspirations. They have desire. They have goals. They have what they want to do achieve in life. As a young boy. As young girls. But this that's not what they do. I don't think anybody we we, 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 we desire to end up in that place. No. They, don't, they did not decide to end up there, there. But it happened that they end up there, ended up there. Because they have not been engaged. The challenge is on us to go out there, engage these people, let them come into the fold. Praise the Lord. And don't let anybody deceive us. We can preach. We can reach out to people. You can share with somebody. If he doesn't want to listen, he will say, excuse me, I don't want to listen. And you can go. But some may be willing to, to talk to you. To hear you out. So let, 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 don't let us get ourselves in this kind of feeling that we cannot talk to somebody. I've shared with people since I came here. I've talked to people. We can't do it. Even if they don't, even if they don't respond, what you have done is that you have planted a seed in their heart. And then that seed, somebody has you water it. And before you know it, it will begin to grow. I did not give my life to Christ the first day I was preached to. 
But I insulted the person that preached to me. But a seed was planted on that day. Somebody else came, watered it. And after some time, it begins to grow in me. I know that I needed Christ. And the Lord touched me. Praise the Lord. We are all liberals in the hands of God. God wants to move us to make us what He wants us to be. We are not here today because we are better than those are outside. It is the grace of God that has brought us thus far. And He wants us to be able to extend that fellowship, hands of fellowship to those that are outside. Bring them in and let them serve God as well. Let them enjoy what me and you are enjoying in the presence of God. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads to pray. Thank you.